Hello, listeners, and welcome to the Algo Trading Concepts Podcast. I'm Vivek Krishnamurti, your host for this episode. Uh, I head the research and content team at Corn Institute. In today's episode, I talk with Deepak Koshal, a senior data scientist from IDH Capital. Welcome, Deepak. I've been really looking forward to this conversation. We've been trying to schedule this for like what a month now, and finally, it's happening. Thank you, Vic. Thank you for having me uh, in this podcast. I'm also really looking forward to talk to your listeners. Right. So, uh, Deepak, why don't we start with uh, you telling us how you ended up uh, getting into this domain of uh, high-frequency trading? Because if I remember correctly, in our casual conversation before this, I believe you te- you told me you come from a pretty technical background. Yeah, that's right. So uh, uh, high-frequency trading, uh, in fact, a major component of that is technology. So uh, as I mentioned, I have a, I have a good uh, background in technology. I did my undergrad in computer science. And uh, then I worked for six years as a, as a product engineer with Qualcomm, uh, which is, uh, you know, you might be knowing, which powers all your smartphones and a lot of IoT devices around the world. And, uh, and yeah. A lot of people ask me how how I switch from uh, from technology or like from uh, from Qualcomm to this world. So uh, high frequency trading is about technology, right? So it's about placing and executing thousands of orders at 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 cutthroat uh, speed. And uh, to do that, you need to uh, build your platforms using uh, the best technology and the best tools available. So that excited me, and that's how I, I ended up here. Wow, that's that's pretty interesting. So uh, it sounds to me like your technical background actually helped you get into this field, uh, as opposed to it being an impediment of sorts. Yeah, absolutely. Um, um, this is uh, you know this the uh, the FT has a deep cross section of uh, of finance uh, at one side, and. Uh, uh, which is governed by technology at the other. So oh, absolutely, it's, uh, it's, it's right, right, right. That's quite nice. So uh, now that we're talking about the subject of uh, HFT or high frequency trading, maybe you can just help us uh, and our listeners understand what exactly do we mean by uh, high frequency trading or HFT? Right. So uh, HFT, I mean, uh, if you just uh, look at the term, it's high frequency trading, right? So trading, uh, I'm sure a lot of your listeners are already aware of. And when we add high frequency, but that, that uh, what we mean is we place thousands and thousands of orders every second to exchange, right? So so that's just a small, uh, uh, you know, uh, just an introduction or uh, you know, by definition, that's what high frequency trading is. Right, right. And uh, has it been around for uh, long? I mean, uh, I, I believe trading has been around for maybe uh, two, three hundred years, if not more. How about uh, HFT? So high frequency trading uh, has been uh, there for a while, right? So. Uh, I mean, it, it all changed uh, with the introduction of uh, electronic trading, right? Back in 1983, NASDAQ was, I think, the first exchange uh, to introduce electronic trading. 
and from there uh, uh, you know the computers uh, started placing orders and as uh, uh, as 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 the trading involved they were formed to specialize in placing uh, these orders so over the time um, uh, you know the speed at which the orders was placed i mean uh, of course computers uh, could do the calculation much faster than any human could uh, ever do um and uh, as, uh, as 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 the market evolved uh, the players started getting more and more sophisticated right so around early 90s uh, the 2000s people were uh, placing orders like people started placing orders or rather uh, the machines started placing or thousands of orders every second so it's been around now for for more than uh, you know 3 3 3 and a half decades Okay, interesting. And uh, uh, how how long has it been uh, going on in India? Right. So in India, it's a it's a relatively uh, recent phenomenon. Um, so around uh, 2008, uh, uh, SEBI kind of uh, tried to uh, uh, rationalize or try to introduce algorithmic trading in the Indian markets as well. Uh, that they started with the uh with a direct market access which is essentially uh, you know uh, uh, introducing uh, more brokers and start providing uh, something called tick by tick data uh, to the market participants and from there you know it just took off right so in 2008 uh, the dms started then in 2010 um, uh, the nse in fact was the first exchange to start offering co location services and uh, and since then uh, you know a lot of players in the market uh, stower pirates uh, was one of them um uh, so uh, alpha grip so so that's how it started in india and it's been going on for the past 10 decades for, for, for the past 10 years okay so uh, there's quite a bit of that to unpack now uh, so let me first start with uh, uh, maybe i should tell some of our listeners that you referenced uh, sebi so sebi is a uh, basically the securities and exchange board uh, of india which is the market regulator in the indian uh, stock markets you also mentioned uh, something about co location so can you maybe help us understand what that is uh, sure so uh, i mean if you think about it uh, if you have to send thousands of order every second you cannot probably do it over the internet right because internet has a limited bandwidth and it has uh, a very high latency right the latency i mean the time it takes for an order which i probably be sending from the comfort of my office to the exchange right so that latency is too high so uh, how uh, the hfp form uh, uh, work or how hfp actually works is exchange provides you servers which are called uh, uh, co location which are which are co located essentially and right next to the exchange own servers right so why would you do that uh, it's just to cut down uh, this latency right so these are this is uh, i mean this is what we call a low latency uh, systems where now i can uh, you know uh, once i see uh, some data from the market i can react within a few microseconds so that's that's uh, i mean the idea of idea then co location and this is something that started back in 2010 uh, in india is there such a big difference between uh, not having a co-located server and having one i mean is that really necessary 
if you want to be yeah, yeah. Uh, working in HIP? Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, I mean, if you think about it, uh, if you want to send uh, thousands of orders, you want to have control over the order, right? That means, so this is not just trading orders, right? So this this can be, I mean, like I probably have, we need to have a separate discussion of it on, on the types of orders. Uh, but what we, uh, we might place an order and we might decide to change that order based on certain market conditions that have, uh, uh, that have emerged, right? All this happens, uh, I mean, all these orders are going back and forth at microsecond or, you know, even, uh, you know, like uh, recently even exchange started uh, time stamping their orders in nanoseconds, right? So you can imagine there's like millions, uh, you're dividing a second into a million, uh, you know, units and uh, you are trying to monitor that. So this cannot happen over your regular uh, internet because obviously the latency, you know, when I mean, it, it travels fast, right? So when you place an order, even on your brokerage, you will see that it is, you know, the human eye will see that it is, you know, it, it, it appears in the exchange within a few seconds. But for the high frequency really world, few seconds, I mean, the, the game is like, you know, I mean, whatever profit that we're trying to make, they evaporate right? with, with, in, in those seconds. You have to be absolutely sure that uh, whatever uh, uh, trading that you want to do, the orders, uh, I mean, the latency number, right? This is something that we track, uh, the acknowledgement time exchanges and all of that, that has to be minimal. So let's now try and uh, delve a little deeper into specifically HFT. We've uh, spoken a little bit about the infrastructure needs that you uh, elaborated out uh, quite well for us. So what are the different types of uh, trades that you guys do? Right. So, uh, I mean, so primarily, right? So one of the, uh, I mean, biggest uh, players in the SFT firms, they specialize in market making, all right? So uh, essentially, I'll just try to break it down for you. So market making is something as, uh, let's say, I want to buy a Reliance uh, share, right? So. I'm ready to buy it at a certain price, right? So that's my, so I'm going to say that uh, I want to buy a Reliance share at 100 rupees. At the same time, when I go to the exchange, uh, right? Or when, when I mean, like not physically, but like let's say uh, in, the, in, the, in the virtual exchange, when I go, I would be looking for, uh, you know, other participants. Is there someone actually who's ready to sell that share for 100? But maybe at that point, uh, you know, there is another guy who's actually ready to sell the share, uh, the share, the same share at 102 rupees. Right. So now uh, uh, to bridge that gap, right? So historically, this this gap, or you know, this gap was bridged by uh, your uh, uh, yeah by your pick uh, traders who would quote you know the best buy or the best ask that you can uh, you know that you can get in their market at that point. So uh, the one of the major strategy, I mean, like which which people now or which actually comes now run is similar to that uh, but now the coding happens electronically right so at, at every point right every second mm -hmm. i as an hft firm will be quoting the prices on both the bid the buy and the sell side and i will try to make profit out of that okay so if i understand it correctly you guys uh, make uh, maybe small less profits on each trade but you work on like huge volumes 
Okay. Uh, right? Yes, 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 uh, absolutely. So uh, when you talk about uh, you know the bid ask, uh, uh, the, the difference in the bid and ask prices, is something that you always spread, right? So we are, uh, I mean, like, or I mean, as an HFT firm, we're looking to squeeze, like, in you know, few cents, right, a few pesos, right, maybe, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, fifty pesos for on every trade, right? But then you want to do it, uh, you know, uh, probably a billion times throughout the day, right? So you do a lot of volume and you try to eat that small spread and, uh, you know, and uh, just to cover your cost of trading, right? So as long as you can cover your cost of trading uh, and then there's a spread, you'll go and take it, right? And then... Okay, and uh, is it, so, I, so this I believe is what you guys call market making. Uh, are there any other yes. types of trades you guys do? Uh, yes, so uh, uh, I mean, so then there is another uh, strategies, uh, other kind of strategy, uh, which involves an arbitrage. So that would, uh, for example, uh, uh, you know, so that that basically attacks the inefficiency in the market. So one of the typical example could be uh, your currency traders. So you have uh, USD and INR, and you have a GBP and INR, right? Uh, these currencies are trading in an indexing. And on a third exchange, for example, or, or, or on a, another exchange, you could have the USD and GBP pair trading, right? So then this is something which we call a three-way arbitrage, where uh, if you think about it, that uh, the price of USD to uh, GBP can be derived uh, from the USD INR and GBP INR pair, right? And in, if there are any, any discrepancy in those prices, then you'll go ahead and, and send a three-way or a three-leg order and try to kind of lock in that profit, right? So that's something called an arbitrage, which is fairly risk-free. At the same time, you need uh, that arbitrage exists in the market for absolutely, you know, a few milliseconds, and 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 the fastest form, uh, or you know, uh, basically it's it's the profit. So that's a, another kind of a strategy, a, a, you know, a typical strategy that is applied by. Right. Right. Okay. Uh, so, you know, what are the, uh, I would say, the key characteristics of a of a good HFT trader? Right. I mean, so, what, what, uh, what is it that you guys look for? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, um, so we can uh, probably talk, take it from the uh, uh, from the uh, from uh, the top. We can take it top down approach, right? From, right from the HFT uh, the firm level, right? So. In a firm, you need to have extremely good technology, right? You need to have extremely fast, extremely low latency systems, which can help execute other trades or or, or send the orders, you know, for for you, right? As far as a trader. Now, the second important part is how uh, how the trader essentially like what kind of strategy the trader is running, right? So that involves a lot, uh, lots and lots of quantitative research, right? So this is something, um, uh, you know, uh, uh, which essentially involves a lot of uh, time series analysis and, uh, uh, you know, understanding uh, uh, probably your Black Scholes model. What's a typical day in your uh, professional life like at IDH? Uh, sure. So, so the typical day begins uh, before uh, 9 a.m. Uh, because the market starts at 9:15. So uh, you know you have to prepare 
uh, you know, you have to do all your sanity checks, see all the things are in place, make sure, uh, you know, the strategies that you want to run, they are, uh, they are in place, they have the right symbols loaded, they have the right, uh, you know, portfolios loaded. Uh, so, so your, uh, you know, so they start typically early, right? So 8.30 you start of the day. And uh, then there's market open, so there's like a lot of volatility uh, during the opening of the markets, the first, uh, you know, hour or so. You're busy with your trading schemes, trying to ensure uh, uh, thing that you're running, strategies that you're running, are behaving in a certain fashion, right, in the, in the, in the way that you want. So after that, uh, you know, like, uh, you know, you typically get two or three hours, you have, you have your trading screens open, but then the trading screen goes in the background. Uh, and you continue with your, uh, uh, you know, your research, right? So uh, a lot of, uh, uh, you know, uh, time as a, as an asset trader is spent doing uh, quant research. That would, uh, uh, you know, typically, uh, it could be at the at a, at a broader level, looking at two things, right? So uh, one thing is what went wrong yesterday or what went right for that matter yesterday, right? So you'll be looking at your, uh, you know, logs uh, that the strategy for example how the markets behave the market conditions how they have changed so so that's uh, you know um, that's where you know we typically spend a lot of time uh, and of course right so we have uh, tools uh, uh, that help us uh, with that which we also build right so uh, you know you probably want to you know maybe uh, sharpen your tools right also to say uh, because the market uh, can be uh, change very rapidly. You want to ensure that the tools that you work with, they catch up uh, uh, with them, right? And they, uh, so that's one part, right? And the other part is uh, thinking about the future, right? So what, as an asset trader, right, you can do, uh, because, uh, uh, you know, uh, you, you are working at the cutting edge of technology, right? So we are uh, talking about uh, you know, com competing in a market where uh, every other firm is trying to, uh, you know, grab uh, a penny as you call it, grab a penny in front of a of a rollercoaster, right? So you have to be very agile, you have to be very fast, you have to be very reactive to the market conditions, to the other players. So you have to be constantly thinking how I can improve my strategy, right? So that's the other half, and uh, this is a very data-driven approach. Right? So you look at historical data, trying to come with come up with hypotheses. Um, uh, you know, try to build, uh, you know, use uh, the statistical approaches or stop, uh, and in the past three or four years, uh, the machine learning uh, has also, uh, uh, you know, picked up, so, right? So we will either use statistical or machine learning models to kind of find that edge and help us, uh, you know, continue to be competitive in the market. So uh, that's uh, that's the later part of the, of the day, right? That's the majority part of the day. And again, uh, you know, just to, uh, you know what? What essentially you you keep going back uh, to your trading screen. Uh, Three thirty is like you have to the closing of the SNO segment. You have uh, five PM close the CD markets, uh, the currency markets, uh, commodity markets. They continue, uh, you know, till late in night, right? So, so you uh, you know you 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 go back and forth, right? You go back and forth between the research and the trading screens. Uh, sometimes events happen, right? So a finance minister could come make a statement that will drastically impact or you know brings a lot of volatility in the market right or it will anticipate a lot of volatility in the market so keep a track of those events uh, you know as well as your day progresses so it's a very interesting very fun day uh you know 
you, you get a lot uh, you get to interact with uh, you know your colleagues uh, you know discuss about uh, you know policies i can always you know you probably think about your peers as you know just trying to uh, squeeze that penny right but uh, but at, at even the macro uh, uh, news uh, we need to keep track of that right so that that makes your interest uh, your day a lot lot uh, you know interesting i see okay so uh, i'm curious to know you said uh, you spend some time trying to research new trading ideas so uh, what are the kind of places you guys look for ideas i mean uh, is it like something you guys keep trying or are there trader forums or uh, academic papers where you source it right so um, uh, you know it comes uh, i mean so the I mean, like an idea or a hypothesis, right? So, like, it's not an it's not an idea that that can you you can just uh, you know sleep over it or you can just you can just you know, it will come uh, from nowhere, right? So, uh, I mean, like academic research is one thing that you refer it, but typically it's it it comes from the data, right? So you keep analyzing what happened, right? So especially uh, you know uh, uh, there are days in the market. Where uh, uh, you know you'll see a lot of uh, uh, interesting things in the logs itself. It's the primary source of your ideas, I would say, is from your historical analysis, right? Because there's no, uh, there's no, uh, you know, uh, there's not not a grand idea that will come that okay that we'll try this and that will work. Right? So it's it, it you really need to kind of keep improving on on what is is working for you. and uh, look at your historical data and see what didn't work and right? how we can improve that that's you know uh, the source of ideation uh, so to say now maybe the other part uh, you know uh, yeah yeah so that's uh, you know kind of kind of how how we work okay okay uh, so when you guys start hiring for your teams uh, what are the kind of skills that you look for in in potential recruits right so uh so um, and as i mentioned like our day to day involves a lot of quant research right so and uh, we are dealing with uh, you know billions and billions of data points right every day uh, uh we we collect like terabytes of data from mixing right that this next there's a there's a huge amount of data that the firm is showing it and uh, you need to uh, you know as an asset trader you need to have extremely good programming skills by which you can kind of try to uh, 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 you know assess, i mean first of all try to you know analyze the data right so the uh, good programming skills is, is definitely one of the requirement and the other being uh, probably like some knowledge of financial markets uh, i mean you know so i mean is 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 more as you know to to kind of show an interest in this field right rather than uh you know so we we probably not ask you to uh, you know uh, derive black scholes model uh, for us but at the same time you should be uh, we, we at least need to make sure that you are aware of uh, what's happening around you uh and uh, uh, because because ultimately um, uh, you know uh, we believe that uh, you need to have interest uh, uh, you know with uh, where you want to work right so we want to you want to make sure that since you're spending a lot of uh, your time uh, with the exchange you need to be kind of uh, you know uh, aware of what, what what is happening around you and uh, a third thing i would say is uh, uh, you know uh, good statistical knowledge statistical analysis uh, time series forecasting um, uh, you know uh, hypothesis testing 
and uh, and all of that right so uh, that's another thing uh, you know that uh, that should be aware of okay okay and so when you uh, mention programming languages are there any specific languages that you specifically look for um so uh, i mean so like typically uh, you know for the quant rules uh, you would be looking at uh, you'll mostly working in python but uh, so uh, and uh, you need to have you know extremely good uh, uh, you know knowledge of python um, uh, along with that uh, you know to uh, ultimately like to create in the markets we, we use c++ right? we use any low latency uh, uh, you know we, we need to build low latency systems so we are looking at uh, you know uh, relatively low, uh, lower level languages right so good knowledge of I mean a decent knowledge of c++ at least to the extent that you can read know uh, uh, the code and try to comprehend it and try to kind of make suggestions on that so that is also you know is uh, something that we try to uh, uh, you know engage in our interviews i just want to get your views on what is uh, where do you see this industry go from here i mean we've it's, it's about 10 12 years old in india uh, where do we go from this um sure so i would say I mean, like in India, it's 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 still I would say it's in the nascent stage, right? I mean, like so if you so if you talk about look at the industry, there is one uh, angle to it, which is how many players are competing in the HFT markets, right? And the other is just the volume, the amount of volume that is connected uh, in X, in in the uh, in the financial markets, right? So if you compare, if you look at India uh, and compare it to other exchange, exchanges around the world. There's tremendous opportunity, uh, uh, you know, of, of the markets to mature, right? And we've seen this, uh, you know, uh, uh, happen over the past, you know, even uh, two or three years, when there's a lot of capital flowing into the markets uh, uh, through your FIs, through your mutual funds, uh, uh, through your retail traders, right? Even the retail traders are, uh, are, you know, uh, with the advent of a bond broker, the trading has become cheap, right? So you see a lot of volumes uh, getting generated. In the market, and as uh, you know, uh, the technology reaches uh, uh, you know into uh, into the country, right? It's, it, as, as it keeps it expanding, people have discretionary, uh, uh, you know, uh, spending. People are people are looking for uh, you know ways to invest their money, for example, right? Uh, uh, the capital market such as has a huge role to play, right? So uh, the HF industry's growth is directly tied uh, with the growth of the financial markets. Right, so uh, uh, as I mentioned, we have seen that uh, 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 like uh, that that growth happening in the past few uh, years. I think uh, every year uh, the volumes are are just doubling, right, in the in the in the market, and and we see that you know when when as in as as traders we see we look at the volumes we we, we kind of uh, see the exponential growth. So I can. I mean, like it's, again, this is my opinion. Uh, I I continue to see uh, that growth. Happening in the market, and uh, you know to capture that growth, we are always looking to uh, you know we, we need a lot of smart people uh, in this industry. Uh, you know we can continue to uh, work, uh, for example, with us or with, uh, you know even our competitors uh, to, to take this forward. Uh, thank you so much, Deepak. Uh, I had a lovely conversation with you. Hopefully, our listeners will also have uh, learned a lot in uh, uh, all of the insights that you shared with us. Uh, thanks again for your time and uh, stay safe in these uh, crazy times. All right. Absolutely. Thank, thank you, Vivek. Uh, it was my pleasure uh, to be one of the guests at your podcast.
and uh, yeah all the best yeah thank you sure thank you bye bye